0: It's time to hammer down and push your IndyCar to the limit. Eddie O'Castro-Nemis wins the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. From turbochargers to tight turns, we're covering everything that's happening on and off the track with the NTT IndyCar Series. Scott Dixon is a six-time IndyCar champion. How about that? This is Sirius XM's Brick, brick by, by Brick. brick.
1: Well, welcome, everyone, to yet another edition of Brick by Brick. With Tony Kanana, I'm Jack Arupa. TK, this is a special edition of Brick by Brick. It is time to celebrate the 2021 NTT IndyCar Championship. And with us on the hotline right now is the guy that's got that big ring. He's already been showing it off. Your teammate, Alex Ballou. Uh, Alex, congratulations. And uh, it's it just was an amazing run that all of us in the IndyCar world got to witness starting in Alabama and ending this past weekend in Long Beach.
2: Thank you so much, Jack. Um, yeah. What, what a season, man. Um, it, it it was just awesome. And it's amazing to, to, to get that up come at uh, Long Beach.
3: Alex, obviously I was there. Um, you know, I think you, you know, that weekend, I was amazed uh, for people that don't understand how much pressure it is just to win a championship. Just look at your dad in the morning of the race, how nervous you, he was. And for you, I mean, you always looked extremely calm. And I mean, even listening to you on the radio, I mean, I, I I, definitely I wasn't that calm in my championship year. And I was probably 10 years older than you by the time uh, I won my first championship. But Are you, how do you manage that stuff? Is that just your personality? Do you do anything extra to be able to, or you hide it? You know, some people are just (laughs) good good at hiding it, but uh, do you, um, how do you keep it so calm? Especially, you know, it was your first championship. We raced for Chip Ganassi that people are expecting us to win every race and, you know, and so on. So how, uh, how do you do it? Yeah. Thank
2: you for being there, TK. I don't know. I guess you, you, you hide a little bit, obviously. I think everybody does. Um, even if they say they don't, uh, we, we get nervous. We, it's normal. You have some pressure and, and you have the opportunity of your life to be a champion and you don't want to lose that, um, that opportunity. So you start thinking about, Oh, what if in turn one, somebody crashes and suddenly you're out. But then I, I had the opportunity to speak with you, Scott, speak with Jimmy, with Dario, and everybody was saying uh, that I had to do just a normal race, just a race like I've been doing all year. And, and I realized that that was what I had to do. And, and, and yeah, if, if I was myself without you guys, I would have been like, oh, no, let's be super conscious. I need to finish in 12 and I need to do this and that, thinking about the points. And that would put me a lot of pressure. That would put me really nervous. But Jimmy um, told me just before the race, hey, just do your race and that's it. Just forget what happens. And I said, OK, yeah, let's do that. So I was ready uh, for it just to do a normal race. I think this year we've been super good on the races. So that helped me know that if we start 10th, I was going to finish fifth or sixth or seventh. Um, So I was calm because I knew the race was our strength. So, yeah, I saw my dad was super nervous. My dad doesn't get nervous, or at least I don't see that he gets nervous. And on that morning, he said, hey, yeah, um, yeah, I just woke up at 2 a.m. because of jet lag. And I was like, man, you don't have jet lag anymore. Like, yeah, I can see that I was nervous. (laughs) And before the race, we normally um, he just normally says, hey, good luck, Alex. And uh, we have our salute. And and he was nervous, man. He was shaking. And I was like, hey, dad, come, just calm down. OK, it's fine. <laughs> we we're OK. So I don't know. Seeing him nervous made me super calm because it was like funny to see that. He was like, come on, you're <laughs> getting nervous. Let's go. So I don't know. I just had a, a really good day.
1: You know, I find it really uh, an aspect that maybe people haven't paid as much attention to. You just outlined your support team from TK to Jimmy and his championship experiences and to Dario Franchitti, who, by the way, will join us in the next segment here to celebrate your championship. So I wonder, having that kind of support system, when you hit those two races that were totally out of your control, where you had an engine go up and smoke at Indianapolis, and then it was coupled at, at, at uh, Gateway with a crash not of your making. How much did that help you to immediately overcome that and stay focused on the prize at the end?
2: A lot, man. Let, let me tell you something. TK, I remember sitting in Texas, um, we were leading the championship at that point and he sat with me um, because there was a delay on track and he sat with me telling me his experience um, going against Scott and, and fighting for the championships and also Dario was there and they were trying to teach me like guy, like Alex, It's uh, even if you're leading now, you just need to keep on working and doing stuff because uh, everybody just goes one more step um, when, whenever you don't expect it. So since the beginning, I remember Texas, I remember everything. I remember that moment where I said, okay, but I'm leading. And they were like, no, no, just forget your leading and just focus on Texas. And that's, that's, um, and I remember everything that these guys told me and that they've been helping me since the beginning, uh, to prepare for it. So, um, without them with the same team, just, Just imagine a a Ganassi with the same carry hat, with the same crew, but without my teammates. I believe I wouldn't be here today. Um, And the same goes for the same uh, teammates without the crew. So I think it was uh, an amazing team that we had this year. But uh, I think a lot of work um, has been possible because of my teammates.
3: So tell me how it has been the last three days. I, I welcome you on Sunday to the club. I saw how happy your dad was. I actually had a chance to uh, had a drink with your dad in the no hotel. Way. In the hotel, well, a drink, a coke. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we both don't drink. Uh, while you're doing your interviews, and he was leaving the next morning. So, but he was really excited. So, how it has been? Um, you know, has has sunk in yet? Have you realized what you've done? You, did you have time to do that yet? Because I've seen you everywhere. I know how it goes. By the way, you're not getting that trophy. You know that, right? I know, but that's bad. I'm going to show you. you want me to, I'll show you by the end of this broadcast. I will show you the size of the trophy. It's the same as the Indy 500. You think you're going to win the Borg Warner that is your size? No, it's not. But it's still, it's it's still like a trophy. It's like that? Or... <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. You want, do you guys want that trophy? The of, big course. One? Well, of
1: course. Because I am my name in a vow. I know people.
2: Okay. Of course we
1: want us, that trophy. Of, you of know, course. We, I would you put can, it here. Right <laughs> behind you right yeah, with right him here i mean i can make that happen i can call uncle guido we can make it happen but now my conundrum is who do i do <laughs> who do i have my people deliver it to alex below or tony canada Nah, alex below i
3: mean he's the reigning <laughs> champion so we'll uh I'll, I'll let him have it and then uh you know he, hey alex you're gonna have to leave space for another trophy you know which one right oh yeah which one The the 500 one that you're gonna win yeah
2: Well, I'll try, but the the issue is that you are still here, so... Yeah, well, I (laughs) won't be for long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, um, has it sunk in yet? Um, It's it's getting into on Sunday night, it wasn't like, I was like, did we really like, is it real? Um, And you are so busy with the media that you don't really have the time to sit with yourself, grab a drink a coke and water or whatever and just say like hey yeah we did it so um it's getting real uh every minute that passes now and i'm just i'm just super happy like i've never been this happy before like it's it's just amazing i've been talking everybody's been telling me good stuff since since sunday so it's it's good good life now
3: you know on friday we get to celebrate that uh with the indycar banquet so uh We'll see, Jack. I'll let you know uh, how long or short his speech is going to be. You know, because that's something that <laughs>
1: first time through oh, oftentimes emotion will overcome the uh, speech that's been written for you. But I want to circle back. And you and I talked a little bit about this as you uh, a- anchored my newest podcast uh, episode that was dropped yesterday, Jackaroots Wind Tunnel, one year ago, almost at this precise time. Alex Pillow saw himself at a crossroads. Nobody was certain where you were going to go in 2021 until you got that phone call from the Ganassi organization and the the invitation to join a championship caliber team. What were your feelings about your lifelong dream of competing in IndyCar races?
2: To be honest, if it wasn't because of Ganassi, I think I would be back in Japan. And I was already thinking and talking to some Japanese teams because last year was okay; it was not super amazing. Um, Dale uh, was—he was really good on the first year. Like he—he made me um, have one chance, a full year together with Honda and Team Go. Like they gave me the opportunity, but it's—it's tough. It's tough to get a full-time ride. and I was already like, oh, I think I'm going to go back to Japan, which I was not super happy about it because I had a shot at in the car, but with COVID, we didn't have enough practices. Um, well, we didn't have enough tests, but um, at least I had a shot, like somebody gave me an opportunity. Um, and I was okay. I was okay with that. But then obviously, when I got um, that final call or that final uh, email where it was like, yeah, you have a ride next year with Ganassi. Um, it, was, it was amazing. I was like, okay, they gave me another opportunity and it's a golden opportunity. Like it's, I don't think, I'm, I know I'm super fortunate to drive to for, for Ganassi. Like not everybody can have that opportunity. So um, yeah, I went from thinking that I was going to Japan to thinking, okay, I
1: have a shot to this championship. From a life of sushi to all the way to a life of fried chicken. How about that, TK?
3: Yeah, well, what a change. Huh? It was, uh, <laughs> you know, and actually, he doesn't know that, but I was sitting uh, with uh, our sponsor, NTT, the NTT guys, uh, at the same time he was still doing his uh, championship interviews. And Alex, just so you know. We all order fried chicken in the hotel and he had one for you and we actually toast it. So and on nice. your behalf.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank hey you. Alex, there, there's a great story behind the way you decorate your helmet.
3: Actually, um, Jack, Jack, ask him that, but also let, let him finish after that with, Ask him the story when he first met Chip, what he told Chip, because that's actually leads to also how he got his job as well. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, well I think that's a far more important question than the one I was about to ask. I'll
1: save mine. All okay. right. Answer, to Alex, tell questions. us that story, please.
2: <laughs> well, so I the story with Chip, it's that um, I saw one day an interview, I was in Japan, I was trying to look and listen to everything about IndyCar, everything. So I I was in YouTube, and I saw an interview about Chip Ganassi. And I saw how he, this person was thinking about racing. He, he liked winners, he does everything he can to win, and he only has racing on his life. That's all he has. And I said, man, that's me. Obviously, the family goes first. But then after that, no business. There's racing. That's it. Um, so then I said, man, I I need to drive for this guy. Like he has an amazing uh, an amazing team that wins almost all the championships, and I want to drive for him. So, 2020 Indy 500. I saw him on the motors on the motor home lot every day, and I I was all all the time telling my dad and my girlfriend, I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm gonna go talk to him. And they were like, Oh yeah, go. It's it's no problem. But I didn't have the courage to go. But one day after the qualifying, we went on the fast nine. I was so happy that I was like, Okay, that's my chance. So I went into him. He's a big guy, you know. It, you can feel like he's there. He can be intimidating. That's indeed. He's a bit intimidating with the rings, and he's a big guy, and you know he's Chip Ganassi, so I went to him a bit shaking, hey, Chip, this is Alex, so I introduced myself, (laughs) and at the end, I was like, Chip, one day I want to drive for you, because that was true, and I thought if he thinks about changing a driver, adding a car, or doing whatever with a driver, I want him to have my name on on the brain so um he said just keep doing what you're doing and he told me some stuff for the race and i didn't think that that conversation led up to a ride
1: at the end of the year that's that that's an amazing story can't think of a lot of drivers that would have had the courage to do what you just did but i think i that was part- shaking i was shaking like oh I you were okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he could feel
2: on my voice that um, that I was nervous. I think he could feel it, yeah.
1: Alright, now my question that is pale in comparison to that one. Uh, your helmet carries the logos in a little tiny gorillas, All right? I'm still trying to understand the whys for the gorillas on each and every one of your helmets.
2: Okay, so... The gorilla story is that um, I think every, every driver, uh, almost every driver has a, the initials as a logo. Um, I, would, I used to have AP, um, but I was not like, oh, yeah, this is my logo. I was not super happy about it. Um, people wouldn't remember that that was my logo and people would not recognize it easily. So I said, I need a mascot because in, in the U.S., lots of sports, you have a mascot. Um, so I said, okay, I need a mascot. And I wanted a real aggressive mascot. Uh, somebody that was intelligent, uh, somebody that would look good for me. And the gorilla is, is, um, is an amazing animal, I think. Uh, super strong, super intelligent, calm when he has to, a bit crazy when he has to as well. And, and I like the the how it looks. So in 2020, it was my first year running it. Um, And this year for the last three races, um, I put all gorillas over my helmet uh, just because it was gorilla time. So,
3: So, Alex, with with that, you're going to have to do this then. I don't have that much. Oh, he's showing a big tattoo. And guess what it is? No way. I always had it. I I did this tattoo. I was 13. People, my fans are listening. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but... It's the gorilla tattoo. You guys can search it because it's right beside the Borg Warner. But yeah, I didn't know. Wait, it goes
1: even further. I got to tell you, when I was racing, guess what I had painted on my helmet? First and foremost, because I was old as compared to the people (laughs) I was racing against, a giant silverback gorilla. There you go, see? But not for the reasons that you two outlined, not because he's aggressive when he needs to be, just because silverback gorillas live to be like 150 years old.
3: Oh, so yeah, but I, I love gorillas, Alex. The same <laughs> you did. I always thought I need somebody really strong. So uh, I actually, my dream was actually to have one, which is impossible, you know that. But- oh, but you know you can you can
2: like, how you say it? You can. I ad- adopt- I,
3: I adopt. I have two in Texas and one here in India. So I'm gonna adopt one. Out. I'm gonna do it
2: like now, like this week. I'm gonna adopt a gorilla. Cool. Cool. There
3: you go.
1: The latest breaking news right here on Brick by Brick. Kanan's two gorillas, and now (laughs) it is going to be adoption time, hopefully at the Indianapolis Zoo, so we can all go visit the uh, Champions Gorilla Cage with the gorillas that TK you've adopted and now, Alex, that you're about to adopt. Look, I, I think the entire IndyCar nation, regardless of who they pull for, could not be happier. A... For the season we just witnessed and enjoyed, but more importantly, for what you accomplished. And not only does Chip Ganassi like winners, all of us here at Brick by Brick celebrate winners. And we appreciate your joining in our championship celebration and visiting with us today.
2: Thank you so much, guys. That's Enjoy amazing. Alex. Where's the ring?
0: It's
2: right here.
1: Here we go. Wow. A you big go, ring, right boy.
2: Congrats, Alex. Thank all you right. so you... much, guys. All right,
1: you heard uh, Alex refer to his support system. Don't go anywhere because coming up next, well, a driver that's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, got the trophies, and helped keep Alex Pelot on the straight and narrow and understand what the ultimate goal was. Dario Franchitti will be joining us right after you listen to these messages.
0: Quick pit stop, and then we're back on the track. This is Sirius XM's Brick by Brick on NBC Sports Audio Channel 211. From the green flag to the checkered flag, we're discussing the hottest topics from the NTT IndyCar series. This is Sirius XM's Brick by Brick. And Alex Palou is an NTT IndyCar yeah. champion. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're an amazing
1: team. Thank you so much. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Jack Arrude along with Tony Kanan, as we continue our Brick by Brick Championship celebration. In the previous segment, TK, uh, we heard Alex Pillow talk about the support system that helped keep him off the cliff as he chased for his very first championship and delivered yet another one to CGR. And joining us now... Uh, it is so difficult for me to refer to this cat as a mentor because generally when you say mentoring, you figure he's old, you know, he has a walker. He has to be escorted into the pit stand and reminded uh, to take his insurer. But that certainly isn't the case with our next guest. He has uh, all that. Don't let him. He, you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, we are pleased to be joined by Dario Franchini and Dario You notice, I I teed up the pot shot, but you know the guy that just hit it right out of the park, right?
4: Yeah, well, the problem is, for him, he realizes, because I'm old, he's also old. And him being a driver, driver years are like dog years. It's not like being (laughs) human. The fact that he's, what is he, 50 now? So TK being 50 as a driver, that's like 130 for any
3: normal human being.
1: All right. The serve has gone over the net. Your turn,
3: TK.
4: i was waiting for return (laughs) you know
3: i I, i'll let you talk because this is my radio show so i can you know i can hammer you when you're (laughs) offline you know Uh, but as we you know jack we 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 uh we saved the best for last i think uh you know uh, this is very suiting to have dario obviously people that don't know our relationship is like my uh my older brother and then i i you know we had an awesome career but also an awesome relationship not just as friends but as teammates as well but uh, Mm. you know what what I I wanted him on the show because I want people to understand how I mean we all give him credit and and we all I mean not for stuff that he did while he was driving because you know I think he's I can say that he is probably one of the best I've ever seen Uh, probably the toughest teammate um, I've ever had and Dixon can attest to that but also the job that he's been doing in the last few years at at CGR. I mean, I uh, I personally, Jack, I was very discouraged at the end of last year. You know, I actually he was joking, but I announced that I was probably not going to do this anymore. Uh, my confidence was really low, and I got a kick in the butt by this guy. And 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 I think you know uh, that's not my it's not going to be my question, but I think he saw a change mm-hmm. on me as well. I mean, I I I came. To him for help but i want him to explain you know a little bit for because i know right but dario what tell exactly you know people i don't think people realize how important you are for us at cgr how important you were for this championship because people think oh you know you have dixon you have tk you have jimmy those guys won so much they've been racing for so long we don't need anything else which is totally untrue so what's your role at cgr that, that makes it you know You know, the add added to to a championship winning team. Wow.
4: When where should I make the uh, the check out to TK? That was quite the intro. (laughs) Um. Well, first thing I want to say is when yeah we we had a conversation in the last year, Jack, when Tony was talking about coming to the team, and I basically said, look, TK, if you're coming here, you're doing you've got to do it for the right reasons. You've got to do it because you want to do it, and you've got to show up and be willing to, to learn, even at your stage in your career. You, if you're prepared to do that and, and, and you know, the best TK shows up, then show up. If not, don't come to the team because, the, honestly, the disturbance, we don't need it. We don't need that disturbance as a group, but if you show up with the best you can, come on, man, because you're, you're, you're so helpful. You're such a big part of success. And he showed up, and I, I, I said this to Eric Cowden the other day, Tony was the best Tony that I'd ever seen at Indy as far as just on track off track you know with his teammates um keeping the, the keeping things light when it was getting a little heavy but fully committed to and so it was I was really proud to see that from my friend um and I was happy to to work alongside him um it was yeah and it was a. Uh, it was a good month wasn't it tk we've had we've had good months together there we've had bad months together there
3: that was a good one no it was and then we all know we talked about this and jack knows too it's those are hard to come by you know they don't happen every year so a shame that the race went the way it did but um you know that's just racing right we can always debate but i think uh, on a positive note it was probably you're right i mean uh, i think not just because what we talked, but I think I was more relaxed as well. I'm in a different place of my career. And it was probably one of my best months. Not even like you're going to say, oh, your best month was the month that you won. Well,
4: mm-hmm. the
3: outcome ended up being my best month because we won. But I don't think I would call that month as good as as this one this year for sure. Yeah. So as far as
4: what I do at the team, Chip says sometimes he'll look at me go, so what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I guess the the short answer is I do whatever, well, the the, the flippant answer is I do whatever Chip wants. The short answer is I do whatever I can to increase our chances of of winning. Um, That can be working with the drivers and engineers to make sure they're communicating together, make sure that you know, the, the, just looking from the side on, on timing stands, how they're working together, the, the group, individuals, that make sure the teams really working in that way. Because everybody else in the team is is living it every day, mm. from Mike Hull down, every other person is living that every day. Whereas I get to come in and, and have a look around from a, you know, from twenty feet away sometimes, um, and then it's working with the drivers and and using whether that's with Alex this year, using my experience to help him shortcut. To success which didn't actually take that much because he won the first race <laughs> um you know giving him maybe some words of wisdom as the championship went down you know with marcus trying to unlock his potential that was a big part of of, of this season was working with um brad goldberg and jim hamilton on how do we unlock marcus ericsson's potential and, and we seem to find an answer to that uh with scott that, right how do you improve Scott Dixon how do you help him you know sort of strengthen his weak points Uh, Jimmy Jimmy's just been like a sponge all year you know that that's that's a different level but so it's that kind of stuff it's looking at data in car you know just again suggestions on setup occasionally yeah so it's, it's 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 I'm I come at it from a driver's side but um, again, I've got that sort of 10, 20 feet back view. So there's days that it works really well. and There's days it's a little frustrating, but I love, I love my job.
1: You know, I do remember you as a driver. You were very cerebral and you, you, you dived much deeper into the available data. And I can remember some of the written exchanges that you would have with your engineers and stuff. But there's so much value, and I think it's underserved in our industry, Dario, To have someone like you that, A, understands what a driver means, not necessarily what he's saying, and having been there, uh, to be able to, at 10,000 feet above everything, walk in because you're not immersed into it, and be able to address whatever the variable may be, is that something that you had to develop or evolve from your way or approach as a driver or did it just kind of come natural to you? Because you actually seem to have as much fun doing that as you did going to Victory Lane.
4: <laughs> it's a different feeling as yeah. a driver. I, yeah. The guys were asking me this on the time and stand Sunday. They said, "You know, is this harder sitting here or in the car? Said, much harder sitting here in the car. You have control of a lot of things in the race on Sunday. Once you've you've got control of some part of the strategy, but otherwise you you just have to let it go." And I think the a, that was a new feeling for me and I found that quite uh quite difficult doing that but I I joked with Dixie I said you know I had I had to be that way I had to be so I had to get so deep into the details and trying to make the car better and make myself better because I didn't wasn't that sort of my my basic talent wasn't that strong so I had to look at ways of str- of strengthening that um and I I come by it honestly you know I, I might one of my as you know, Jack, one of my great teachers was Jackie Stewart. Yeah. And, you know, he taught me to do things a certain way. And I, he came to the, I'm trying to think, one of the races, I think it was a Detroit race. He came in and Chip asked him to come in. He was at the race with, with Roger Penske. And Chip said, Hey, Jackie, come and have a, give my boys a pet talk here. So he walked in the engineering truck and he starts sort of talking about, you know, what to do and how it works and how, what he would do. And he walked out and one of the guys, I said, how much did you pay him to say that? I said, no, man. I said, I, what do you think I get my spiel from? <laughs> He's the original. I'm just a. I'm just a cheap facsimile.
1: So, no, what do you make of this kid, Alex below? <clears throat> because we just had him on, and he shared with us the uncertainty of a year ago, and then how he, uh, quivering as he was in the motorhome lot, tried to set the stage the year before by cold approaching Chip Ganassi, who we all know can be a little intimidating. And Hmm. then he gets the phone call and he's thrust into a winning operation that, you know, I understand the warnings you gave to your good friend, TK. If you join the team, TK, you have to do this. When the news broke that we were going to have this young kid from Spain, part of Ganassi Racing, A, what was your first impression? And B, what did you put on the short list that you wanted to impart to him as soon as possible?
4: So, it all started, really, I think, in Indy last year. For for me, with him, I watched him at Indy and watched the way he was in practice, just dealing with everything. I was like, this guy's pretty good. And I walked out one day. I was walking down Gasoline Alley because probably Tony had stolen my golf cart or something. I don't know what was <laughs> going on. But I was walking through the garages, and he comes walking towards me. And I'd never spoken to him. And I said... Um, Hi Alex, um, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. You look like you're having a lot of fun, but you're just you're, doing a, you're smashing it, man. Congratulations! And he said, you know, thank you very much. It's very kind. Um, one day I hope to do a good enough job that Chip Ganassi Racing would consider hiring me. And I walked off and I went. To, we did some a run and I went back and I saw Mike Hull. I said, Mike, I just spoke to that kid. Pretty switched on, and we should look at him for the future. And uh, I guess the next day or the day after was when he had his conversation with Chip, and that's when things started to move. But we didn't. We had Felix. You know, it, we Felix were looking to put to put Felix back in the car, but things didn't work there. So um, he was really to do that deal again and to continue was our number one option. But when it didn't, we talked to some different people, and um, you know, Alex was the just he ticked all the boxes, mm. and then. We thought he was good. We, we, we wouldn't have signed him otherwise, right? Chip doesn't Chip doesn't mess around, let's be honest. Mm. And we thought he was good. Chip didn't sign him because he's a nice guy. He thought he was going to win races. But then we had the conversation of right, okay, listen. You know, you've got a team here now who can the pit stops will be good. The strategy hopefully is good. We'll, you know, we've got to work on consistency when you're in a position to win a race, your first race. Basically, don't screw up. And I explained to him how my Second year, I was in a position to win a lot of races that generally pretty much screwed it up for four or five of them until I figured it out. Um, and he's okay, I'm okay. And he went out and won that first <laughs> race in Barber. And you listen to his radio transmissions the whole way through, and it's just, mm, I thought, all right. <laughs> Either he got that lesson or he already had it in him. And it turns out he already had it in him. He's just, he's mentally such a tough character and tony will tell you this in indianapolis when he crashed which is probably his only screw up of the year mm-hmm. and it was his screw up um but his recovery from that was incredible the strength of character was was, was something special
3: yeah i think uh jack dario is right i think there we look at each other and we said you know because we talked about this in the show. He decided to run. Actually, he asked me, and I was like, I wouldn't do it. He asked Dario. Dario was like, you're fine. And he actually taught his engineer, Julian, to do it. Right, Dario? Correct me. If I, yeah, I said, no. I said, don't yeah. do it. you yeah. not
4: do it for these reasons. Don't do it. And Tony said, no. And, of course, Dixie went, huh. yeah. Because uh, <laughs> Dixie. <laughs> <just> <laughs> <right. Exactly. laughs>
3: That's Dixie. Yeah. All right. Yeah and uh and and then you know he crashed and we look at each other after that when he went out we're like okay we'll be fine because the biggest concern i know dario had and i had it too it was like wow you know young kid just on this team pressure everything now it's going to take him another three days to recover from this which we didn't have right and and sure enough right back on it so uh, Pretty impressive. So, Dario, what's you know, obviously it's uh it's really good to win a lot. And then we, we you know, you know that. Yeah, now you're part of a team that obviously it's the one of the most successful teams in IndyCar. And but that comes the pressure, right? Because now Chip is already thinking in our meetings what's gonna happen next year. And you know, we talk in the meetings over the winter. There is there are two goals, right? Win the championship and win the five hundred. Um, and,
4: and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> and not right, necessarily in right. that order,
3: you know. So what's your biggest challenge now over the winter that obviously clearly it's not a secret for anybody. We're not changing a lot, actually. We're not, you know, nobody's leaving. As far as the, the lineup, like, like last year at this point, you were actually having to make decisions. You had a list and you guys had to go through everything. What's your biggest challenge to obviously, you know, all the eyes are on us now. Um, Dixon it's coming more than ever now because he was as much as he was happy for Alex. We all know him. He's not happy. (laughs) Um, What is your biggest challenge?
4: So Scott and I have already spoken about what to do next year. And we're going to have a a fairly hefty sit down and just tidying up some of the areas again, where Scott's weak and we we've identified them. And the good thing is he's identified them. It's one thing, especially with somebody like Scott, as you know, Tony, I can go. Hey, Tony, hey, Scott. I think you're doing this and this and this, and he'll. Sometimes he'll just go, nah, mm-hmm. and other times he'll go, yeah, actually, yeah. But when he comes and says, "I think there's a couple of areas I can work on," mega. That's like, if I can help him point one percent, I feel I've done my job. So we've got stuff to work on, Marcus. We've got again. There's a couple of edges to to take off there, Jimmy there's all you know again jimmy's just you know the speed that jimmy learns that man it's unbelievable you i think for indy i mean you know there's just there's probably a couple of little things you and i can work on um the the team itself just looking where we were weak last year as a group how we can strengthen it and this is not just me this you know this is i, I make suggestions on these things guys like chris simmons and, and that whole team put them to to work with alex I made notes actually on the way over on the flight home. I made all these notes about what to do with each each driver and each situation. And I'm not going to go into too many details with Alex, but as you know, Tony, winning one championship is difficult. Winning two, winning straight away two, is that's when it gets hard because um, you've got to keep the fire burning. So we're we're just you know we'll have some discussions about that and um, how to continue next year where we left off this year
1: well there is no question in my mind that the future is bright uh, despite the fact that tk well never mind i'm not going to go there <laughs> i thought we were going back oh, oh oh by the way tk you had better be careful you know your seat here in brick by brick that cat over on the other side uh he is the new anchor or i should say main analyst On something that I have a great deal of enthusiasm, and I've shared it with him, with Dario, is uh, this Formula E that uh, actually the announcers can be heard because all you hear is the (laughs) whine of the electric uh, motors. But before I let you go, I am interested. When you look in your crystal ball, Dario, Chip, when I had him on my podcast, said, look, eventually we're going to have to uh, embrace it, tackle it, and integrate it into the series of IndyCar racing. Do you agree?
4: Well, the chips obviously with extremey you now we have an extreme. E team. right? Um, so chips definitely started to go that direction a bit. Do I see, you know, electric uh, motors, electric technology taken over completely from internal combustion engines at the speedway? Not sure. I do. I see. I see hybrids. Absolutely. There's going to be mm. testing that that whole hybrid system. That's that's going to come along, but. Um, I think it, Formula E works very well on the street city, you know, the street course format works really well. I think it's somewhere like the speedway, um, just because of the of the lack of noise and noise is such a big part of of you know the oval racing and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not sure I do see it, it taken over from the internal combustion engine on that. There definitely is a place for Formula E and electric car racing, um, but I, I see it as a, an addition to, to everything that we do, not to, not to take over completely.
1: No, I I'm would a, have to agree. A little petrol head. <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, thanks so much. Enjoy the celebration, by the way, because it was indeed a team effort and just, uh, well, just another championship for the guy whose hashtag is I like winners. Dario. <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you guys. When we return, we'll uh, wrap things up on this championship celebration but also as we are apt to do project forward, because there is so much that's going to take place between now and the beginning of 2022. And I have the guy with the crystal ball as my partner. He's been spot on all year long predictions and projections from Tony Kanan. next after these messages.
0: Quick pit stop, and then we're back on the track. This, this is Sirius XM's Brick by Brick on NBC Sports Audio Channel 211.
2: Hey there, this is Alex Palou, driver of the number 10 NTT Data Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing.
0: And Alex Palau oh, is an NTT Indy Champion. Thank you so much.
2: And you're listening to Brick by Brick at Sirius XM.
0: This is serious. XM's Brick by Brick. This will be his sixth career win, and he gets to do it in Southern California, where he grew up. Out of the hairpin for the final time, Colton Herter will have the last say of 2021.
3: Herter wins for the first time at Long Beach.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to this final, and I hate to say that, TK, but final edition for this season. Certain things are on the horizon, and we're working on between now and when we return in 2022, but there is a lot of news we have neglected. And it always happens if the champion is different than the winner of the final race. And uh, Colton Herta, when he visited with us last week said, look, there's, I really want to win this race. I've been going there since I was eight months old. He did it. And to be quite honest with you, projecting to 2022, boy, the way he ended this season. You've got to add Colton Hurta to the the early leaders in the clubhouse to chase for a championship in
3: 2022, and that list is getting longer and longer, isn't it? A hundred percent. If you look at uh, between him, Pato, Newgarden, Dixon, and Palou, yeah. I mean, I'm not even counting, you know, Will Powers and everything, but those five guys, for a fact, will be – huge championship contenders next year. And any one of them this year could have won, and they didn't do such a good job as Alex did because, you know, you go back to New Garden losing two, three races for, you know, some of the other reasons, but then you go also Pato, but also Colton. I mean, Colton actually would have most wins this year uh, by quite a bit if, you know, he made a mistake in in Nashville. But anyway, you're right. It's going to be I can't wait. There's going to be a couple shuffling around and a couple teams. Um, you know, uh, it was funny that um, you probably wasn't part of this conversation, but I mentioned on our last podcast that, that Simon had signed with Shank and Nathan, our producer, taxpayer, says I think I need to take that out because that's not official. You know, that's the beauty of me knowing some inside information and forgetting that sometimes I can't say much. Well, but
1: come on, TK. It was the worst kept secret right in the paddock area and that that's what's kind of i've always thought fascinating those of us that are on the inside of that fenced off area there's a lot of times it's not rumor and speculation we get tidbits we understand uh we we put two and two together and i don't understand the absolute reasons why but i think it's because let's get the attitude by owners is we have to get finished with the season then we can reveal our direction of moving forward. That was the case. Certainly as Simon joins Elio Castroneves at Meyer Shank racing, we did learn in season that uh, Andretti Autosport is going to reconstitute themselves led by uh, the man who walked from fire. uh, That is just so popular Romain Grosjean joining. And when we talked to, uh, to uh, his engineer and we, Kinda of danced around it. That became revealed as well. Since we were on the air, that uh, those two are going to stay joined at the hip. But there's a lot of there's a lot of players still in play for 2022.
3: Yeah, I mean the hottest hit in town right now it's Dale Coin, um but Dale is a very difficult person to negotiate. Dale uh, would not give. I mean, if you're going to hire a big name, mm-hmm. that guy is going to have to be willing to drive for dale on and the conditions that dale want him to drive for um uh, and that is not a criticism that is actually a way of dale works i negotiated with him before and obviously didn't work out but i think that's the hottest seat so that i would think it would be a place right now that anybody that doesn't have a job is looking for that seat now uh, you know we all knew, and and I, I love our show because we're not here to break news because you know we're not looking. We have our solid audience, so sometimes we know things but we don't say because it's not going to add anything, and we just and you're just spoiling something that it's you know why we want to do that. So Pagino, I think is going to make a huge addition to Mike Shank, him and Alio for sure. I'm a little concerned about that just because you talk about a new team that definitely need two veterans, but eventually. I know it's a short term, but they're going to have to find a young kid, which I think got to infuse some new blood. Exactly. Because those yeah. guys are not going to stay around forever. That's For sure. my nature. Yeah. My nature. I mean, come on, let's be realistic. Uh, that's just a fact. So I still wonder why Jack left. Uh, Jack's going to Rahel. That's quite obvious. I mean, it's not announced. I'm not saying that I know, but we know we have been talking about it. We asked him three times and he's been dodging, but he's in the field. Uh, by default, that's the place. Uh, Sato, I'm not sure Sato's staying. I think they're gonna get uh, the kid that did really well for Rejo um, at uh, at the, Grand at the Prix. Indianapolis,
1: the Grand Prix. You yeah. know, I was gonna say that that if you want to look at a team that I think is absolutely on the verge, not that Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan hasn't always been serious about it, but there's always been a slight disconnect in that attempt to regain a power position that they once shared when, well, when, uh, you know, they were winning Indy 500s, I think they're poised for 2022, but I do agree. It's going to be predicated on that mix. If, as we suspect that it's going to be Jack Harvey over there, you know, Graham's going to stay. And that big question mark about Sato and Sato does he entertain and force himself to wait because we do know this about Dale Coyne. If the race is going to start uh, at St. Petersburg in mid-March, probably the first week in March, or even in the week leading up to it, will be the first time that we get the announcement of who Dale Coyne, right? And Drivers I are s- going to be. I can yeah. see
3: Sato there because Dale needs money. Dale, yeah. uh, the guy, the driver is going to go there. Is going to have sponsorship. It will be a guy like me to have some sponsors that always. Mm-hmm. And Sato does have that. That's what he did. Uh, Foyt, I don't think it's an option for Sato. I know they they have other plans. Borde is going to do not a full season because he's going to to do some insult races full-time. Uh, another hot seat. I think Hunter Ray has a pretty good shot at Ed Carpenter. I think Connor Daly is out. Yeah. Uh, I think. Reed, I'm not Reed saying being, that I know. He's been renewed. Re- he, he's he solid. Yep. Renewed. So uh, I can see Hunter Ray doing a partial season. And, and plus the 500, which will be probably one of his best shots to win the 500 again. Uh, from he's going to go from one of the best teams, which is Andretti, at the 500 to to another really good team like Carpenter. So uh, Junko's already announced that they're staying with the kid. So it is, um, you know, I, I like I said, I think the the focus will be who is going to get the Dale Coin seat. Um well, and let's add to that, okay.
1: Uh, the the success of Romain coming from Formula One, we've had some uh, F1 off weekend visits. I know the phones have been burning up from overseas, and a lot of that won't start to shake out until Formula One decides who their eighteen or twenty drivers that are going to make between thirty and one hundred and fifty million dollars are, <laughs> and it's going to leave a lot of cats on the outside looking in, and. IndyCar has proven itself that it's a great place and every F1 expatriate that decides to slip into the seat of an IndyCar finds a renewal of his career and his enthusiasm. So as they say, stay tuned there because that's going to upset the dropping of the dominoes as well. Listen, man, it's been a fun season. Uh, We certainly have covered a sport that both you and I uh, have an incredible passion for as do our listeners and we are on hiatus, but there's still a lot Friday night. We will uh, toast the champion Alex below, and it's not going to be that many weeks until we're getting ready to unbundle everything and go racing on the streets of St. Petersburg, but in between and mark your calendar, this Indy Indianapolis motor speedway test coming up in the early October. Rookie, for, test. Rookie, rookie test. Rookie test. Watch for Jimmy Johnson. Going to get the opportunity. Romaine Grosjean. You get the picture, folks. Tons of news. For Tony Canon, I'm Jack. We do appreciate your support all season long here on NBC Sports Channel 211. The executive producer, as always, is Andy King. And another great job. Another terrific season put in by our producer, Nate Lee. Until we reconvene and kick off the 2022 NTT IndyCar season. I'm Jack Aroot for Tony Kanaan saying thanks for joining us, not just today, but all season long.